Hello, and welcome back to another episode of No BS with Briar and Sarah. This is Sarah. This is Briar. How are you doing, Briar? Well, it's <laughs> not a loaded question this week. It is a loaded question. Um, kind of had some things happen this week. Well, not so much things, but emotions and um, some inner battles in my brain. And had to speak with two doctors um, due to like medical whatever rules. And yesterday I had to write out a safety plan for when I feel suicidal. Yeah. So that was fun. I was like crying in the doctor's office and then had to do the walk of shame. LOL. Um, Outside in front of all those people with my eyes all puffy and my eyes are kind of puffy today. But um, I'm better. Today's a new day. Yep. I have you. You and I talked this morning and ran errands, did a little shopping, treated ourselves. Yeah. I swear to God, you're like my fix-all on everything. I swear to God. You are too You can never leave me. How are you? I never will. (laughs) Well, I would just like to say that I'm very sorry that you have been going through that, but I'm also extremely proud of you for doing something, taking action about it because I know how easy it is to not you start no. feeling like down depressed suicidal it's very easy to just stay stuck in that loop yeah so good job to you you hear Thank that you. out there take care of yourselves take, take care, care of your minds care yourself well how am i also a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> um oops i did it again so i relapsed my bad um not happy about it obviously It was a one and done kind of day, not like one shot and done, but it was like I relapsed very recently and had to reset my sober clock, which sucked. I was like, I don't even know, but whatever. Um, And that was really difficult for me to do. I felt very disappointed in myself. For doing that obviously I feel disappointed in myself every time but I had to take better care of myself this time around because whenever I beat myself up for it I will just continue to drink because I'm like oh I'm a piece of shit you know and that's not true I'm a human being and I made a mistake and so whenever I'm like I'm oops I did it again like whatever I that's just how I cope with things, but it, it really, it does hurt, but I have to take it lightly and be gentle on myself. So I've shared my apologies and said all of my, I love yous and apologies only go so far. You have to change your actions, which is what I'm doing. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Cause that's not easy to admit. And I love you so much. And I know not just me, not just Chris, but everybody especially our listeners, like, are rooting for you. They're rooting for us. Yeah. We're not perfect, guys. We're not. I mean, we, we're we humans, and we're struggling right along with you guys. Right. And that's the whole point of this podcast is, you know, we we struggle with things that no one likes to talk about. No one wants to openly admit, like, people are embarrassed by. And, and it's okay to be embarrassed sometimes. Yeah. But – you know, it's just, it's, it's life and you're not the only one struggling 
And there's a lot more people struggling out there that are not struggling. And like I just said, you know, I had to go to the doctor and I am now on a new medication on top of other medications. Uh, so that was kind of a gut punch, but I would rather take the things I need to take in order for me to heal accordingly so that maybe one day I can, you know, like slowly get off of them. And if I can't, I have to take my whole life. Well, you know what? That's okay. Because I would rather be okay and take my medications than blow up on somebody or just go crazy or relapse on doing drugs again. And, and I mean, and you know, it, I've done good so well, but who knows? I can't, I can't speak for tomorrow. No one can. Yeah. What you can speak for is taking the actions to help yourself exactly. first. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. That is, that leads into what I was going to talk about anyways. Like, take your meds. If you need to be on them, be on them. If you don't need to, you know, that's totally, solely up to you. But this is my own testimony, what I did. I stopped taking my medication, my antidepressant, and I just thought, like, I didn't really want to be on them anymore, and I knew that I was acting out of pocket for a lot of things, but I just thought it was, like, you know, the withdrawal that comes with it at first, because that is a side effect, of course, but I was feeling so angry and, like, hateful, which is literally what I was just talking about on last week's episode, yeah. like, I don't have room or space for that in my heart but I was just like being like hateful and I was hurting inside so much and of course same thing like uh thoughts of suicide just really or thoughts of anything bad and dark and then feeling afraid that's a very strange thing that happens to me a lot. Well, I guess it's probably not strange, but I'll just start to feel afraid of everything, like what's to come and all of that kind of stuff. And I just kept telling myself, like, it's just because I'm getting off my medication. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then the day that I relapsed, it was like, it went from like, having a good talk about, I, I called it Briar, like telling her like things that were on my mind and she gave me like the best advice ever, but then I couldn't get it out of my head. This, these horrible, ugly thoughts, ugly thoughts that really just kind of lead down to one person. Um, and I, I hate to give that person any control in my life because they used to have so much control over it. But I just felt so much rage and anger inside. And I'm not the kind of person that drinks to have fun. I drink because I'm self-destructing. And that's exactly what I did. So I did that. And yeah, I was super super not proud of myself, but you know, I guess I needed 
I didn't need it, but I had to go through something to be able to pick myself back up and be like, okay, girl, get back on your meds. Just like this is not obviously not the right place and time to quit doing them. And if eventually I'm going to, eventually I will, I will, but right now is not that time. So the meds have been filled. I am, um, and I'm feeling better. Obviously I don't, I don't feel great about it, but this is no BS. I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and like pretend like I've still been being sober whenever I wasn't. And I think that breaking sobriety is a huge part of getting sober. And I'd love to share that with y'all because I don't want anyone to like listen to us and think like, oh, like sober heroes, blah, blah, blah. And then from that. (laughs) yeah and then like I break it and then it's like disappointing to everybody like of course it is it's disappointing to everybody it's disappointing to myself but I know it's not something that I want to do in my life it's not something I even wanted to do that day and then I just had that fucking urge come over me and it can be your own worst enemy sometimes it's crazy how you know, you control you can control to an extent your outside physical surroundings, but that inner monologue and that inner like battle in your brain, it is one of the hardest battles to overcome. Absolutely. But I know you're going to. I know without a doubt in my mind you're going to. Thank you. Dude, yeah. I do too. Like, I know it was recent, but I just it's like, God, why would I ever want to do that again? And I'm so lucky to have the friends and family that I do to have you and all of my friends that were there for me and my husband, like just so incredible because I can't imagine like waking up from that the next day and just being met with like horrible energy and like being like, like, yeah, people like being like shaming me for it. I actually just got met with kind words and good things about how I'm strong. I'm a boss ass bitch. And like, I I can this time not do it again because the old me would have woken up and felt so shitty that I would have just done it again. No, dude, I'm so, I told you, I've sold you all day. I'm so fucking proud of you. Like I've seen the past, <laughs> I've seen the past, yeah. you know, whatever. And this time around it was, it was very different. And I'm like, she's got this. Yeah. And even if you slip up again, or if I slip up, because I've already slept up once, you know, I was sober for three months from, from drugs and, and I relapsed. And yeah, but this time was different for you. And I saw, I think a lot of people saw it. I know, I know for sure I saw it. Yeah. And I just, it shows the amount of growth that you are going through and it sounds taboo, but you should be proud of yourself. You really Thank should. You. you really, really should. Thank you. And I am proud of myself. Like, obviously not proud of for what I did, but the fact is I can't undo it. So there's only one path to go that's ahead. And I could either continue fucking up because I already did it, or I can just 
pick myself up, dust myself off, put apologies where they're due, and then... Straighten your crown. Yep. Straighten that crown because it got a little bit tipsy. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you, too. And you are. Today, I I saw it. Because, yeah, old Sarah would have just gotten drunk again. But you didn't. Oh, yeah. But you didn't. You got your meds and took them, and it's... We are on the right path. What did we say? Call us what? Plants. Because, because we, we grow are growing. Exactly. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to make that into a shirt. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually, we'll have like swag for you guys, stickers and all that. But we got to get some more uh, some more followers and some more five stars. And we got you guys. We'll hook you up with all the no BS swag. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So whenever I was getting sober the very first time around, I, um, my doctor and I had been talking about uh, a relapse plan because he told me, you know, realistically, you will break sobriety, like probably, like I'm not trying to doubt you, I believe in you, but realistic. realistically, you probably will, and you need to have a relapse plan. And I mean, that was a while back. That was at the end of or 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this time I didn't have a relapse plan because I didn't think I was going to, but it's important to have one. And luckily this time I was just able to surround myself with love, positivity, not dwelling on it, uh, talking about it, but moving forward. Like, let's go do things let's go to the store like let's do some arts and crafts and then importantly i wanted to tell you guys because that i'm not going to keep that as like some secret that it's brave it's brave of you thank you yeah um but yeah if you are a person that is a sober person or is trying to get sober you should absolutely have a relapse plan because it does happen it does. I mean, it's happened to me. It, ha- it happens to everybody. Yeah. It does. It's Sobriety is not easy. It's not, oh, like, let me just, like, jump into this ice-cold pool and I'll get, like, acclimated within the first two seconds. It's, no, you got to wade in water. You got to swim around. You got you to do the work. And it's, and guess what? Doing that, it's hard. It's tiring. And sometimes, you know, you miss it. Like, I, I told Sarah today, every day. Every day I miss doing cocaine. Every single day. I think I wake up and I think about it. Any activity I want to do, even if it's just, man, I need to do the dishes. Man, I would love some. Or going out and just whatever. And it, it's a struggle. And it's I, I want it every single day. For some of you that may have not known that, that's that was my addiction for since I was 19, so 11 years. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing to break. And I recently told Sarah that I'm going to be going to to NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous, and I never thought I would come to that point, but um, not so much the, you know, yeah, I want to do it, but it's more so, so I can see other people who have beat it, or people who are struggling with it, and hear their stories, and their coping mechanisms, and, you know, the people that have been sober for however long, see, you know, see that there is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there is a finish line and I can cross it. And you know, Sarah's going to cross it. And whether we cross it at the same time 
or different times. It's fine. Everybody's on their own journey. But I can tell you guys that if we can do it, y'all, y'all really can. And, you know, don't don't think you're a lost cause. Yeah. You're not. You're never a lost cause. You're you not a lost cause. Beautiful and you are made exactly how you were supposed to be. And life sucks and it's hard and we mess up, but we can fix it too. Absolutely. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. Uh, the Period. growth. The growth. Of- All us plants. <laughs> we out. Yeah. But no, I just uh, felt the need to share that with you guys. Um, because really, if that's something that you go through, I want you to know that you, you can still redeem yourself. You are worthy of forgiveness and just be gentle with yourself. It fucking sucks to do it. It fucking sucks. And the last thing that you want to do is be gentle with yourself, but you have to, or you're just going to, it's just going to keep happening. It's going to perpetuate it because you're going to continue to have that toxicity of self-hatred in your mind. And your mind is like your worst enemy sometimes, dude. Oh, like it absolutely. really is. And I just have to say like, a, like a big silver lining for me is like knowing that there's so much to look forward to whenever you get sober. And so in breaking it, even though it was just one day, it's not like I'm going to, I don't want to just go back onto the sober path I was on before. I want this sober path to be even better and stronger Mm -hmm. and just like have so much to look forward to. I want to be like in the gym and just putting more forth more effort forth into my self-care than I already was. Good. Because I feel like every time I'll come back stronger. And you are. And you have. You have. I've, I've, everybody witnessed it today alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've both talked about safety plans. Um, one for breaking sobriety and one for suicide. Um, and I believe it's important that we go kind of over what a safety plan looks like. I've never done one before out of all the years of psychiatry and counseling uh, that I've, that I've done, I've never had to do that. So that was something new for me. I know we've, we don't have that journal, but do you, do you kind of remember what? I really don't. That's okay. We can always talk about later, but I have, I have my, my safety plan. This one is, this one's for, um, when you have like a manic episode or a bipolar, I mean, a BPD episode, anything like that. Cause I have bipolar and BPD. So this is kind of what the, uh, I'm just going to give a very rough outline. Uh, so you guys grab a pen and paper, write this down if you feel like you need to, or would like to for, you know, future, whatever. So step one, warning signs. This includes thoughts, images, mood, situation, behavior, uh, that, uh, that is a crisis. Wait, that a crisis may be developing. Mm-hmm. So mine were, <clears throat> excuse me, suicidal thoughts, thoughts of cutting, um, erratic and anxious behavior, and feelings of no control or hopelessness. Those are going to be my main three warning signs of when I feel that. And those are usually BPD episodes and um, the erratic behaviors, the bipolar. So step two, 
internal coping strategies, things I can do to make my mind take, excuse me, take my mind off problems without contacting another person, relaxation techniques, physical activity. I put going to the park and walking my dog, spending time listening to my BPD and self-care podcast, physically writing down my DBT list. There wasn't a fourth option, but obviously it's always hanging out with Sarah, but Sarah's not always available, but that's another one. Anytime I am feeling like that, like I call Sarah and I called her twice this weekend, like I think Monday and early this weekend that I was just in a funk. Yeah. And just, you know, sometimes just talking about it to somebody that you love and trust is, is a huge coping mechanism. Um, three, um, step three, excuse me, people in social settings that provide distraction. So this could be, you know, like a, a good friend, or if you're in a healthy relationship, your partner or a family member, or if you have a, um, a, a, a counselor or a sponsor, those would be really great to have. Uh, step four, people who I can ask for help again, same thing, family, friends, uh, anything, anybody that you can contact that, you know, is going to pull you up and out of that situation. Uh, so step five is professionals or agencies I can contact during crisis. My clinic is Southwest family. Um, and then, uh, local urgent care is star care. They, they wrote those in for me since I, those are my PCP primary cares. And then finally, step six, making the environment safe. So one, I, I need someone physically with me because if I don't have someone physically with me, I don't have someone to keep me accountable for not doing drugs or not cutting or not whatever. Right. The second one is I need calm emotions from the people with me. I'm already in erratic behavior. I'm already feeling whatever. So the last thing I need is someone to be overly emotional with me. I need someone that's going to be strong and steadfast. And Sarah obviously does my number one. Like she's, she always is cool, calm and collected and always, you know, conveys what needs to be said in such a manner that I can understand it. And I, that I am like, okay, she's like my, she's my deep breaths in basically. Yeah. Thank and you. So, yeah, dude. You're mine too. Oh my God. Thank you. Of course. But yeah, so that's, that's going to be a safety plan, um, for like suicide or like erratic behavior, something along the lines of like, if you feel like you're going to cut yourself or you're going to take a bunch of pills or anything with suicide, um, one, don't do it. And, you know, I felt bad this weekend for even thinking that thought because I was like, it'd just be better off without me and it would be, life would just be easier. And, and it's not true, dude. It's, it's, not. it's not true. And it's the biggest lie that, that you tell yourself because a lot of people around you would be lost and hurt, whether you feel like that or not. Cause I promise you, you have a lot of people on your side, a lot, a lot more than you give yourself credit. So, and if you guys need to call in or email us and have questions and, um, about the safety plan. And then if you want Sarah to have that, um, relapsing, uh, safety plan, we can, uh, bring you E sorry guys. I'm brain. If you have <laughs> my, my brain, if you want to know the sobriety, um, plan, uh, email us about it and we'll bring it up in next week's episode. We'll do like another like little Q and a listener podcast. Yeah, totally. And actually like just you reading that, 
kind of like Money. brought back some of it and it, it's essentially the same thing yeah it's just like okay oh. like you know like you're about to fuck up or you just did fuck up like right. here's what you do now like surround yourself with like calm kind people like remove yourself from situations where it it, it was it was very very similar yeah. and okay that good. makes sense because yeah. you know they're they're both just no. extreme forms of self-harm and you need a strategy and like that's what coping mechanisms are is having a strategy plan yeah and at some point down the road i'll i'll tell this little analogy about dealing with bpd and dealing with mental health that one of my really really good counselors that i saw for two years told me and i've never forgotten it and I've told so many people it that we're struggling and they're like, wow, like I never thought of it that way. So maybe down the road, I'll, I'll bring that up. Yeah. But it, it was a really good one. And even to this day, even this weekend, like I, I remembered that little analogy and I was like, okay, it's okay. We're going to get through this. We know we have it. It's not going to go anywhere, but what we can do is learn how to cope and do our best. And that's honestly, that's all you can do. All you can do is your best. When they say, like, give 110%, you can't. It's unrealistic. All you can yeah. give is your best. And the max is 100. So, and if your best is 20 that day, then congratulate yourself. If it's exactly. if it's 30 or 50, congratulate yourself. Any form of growth and, and, and coping and healing, always give yourself credit for them because it's not easy. It's not. And we are proud of you. And we're proud of each other. We're yeah. proud of ourselves. I love you. I love you. Mm, I love you so hugs. much. And we're giving you guys kisses and hugs too. Mm. Yes. <laughs> love yourself. Be easy with yourself. Absolutely. We're going to wrap this one up. It was just something that we felt like we needed to Discuss. share with y'all. Yeah. Wanted to be open and honest, guys, and let y'all know that, you know, we're real. And we're dealing with the same things you guys are. So yeah. don't ever be afraid to reach out to us. Exactly. And just because we're hilarious, don't think that we're taking it lightly. Because we're not. Yeah. We are just. This is how being, we kind of cope. We're being respectful towards ourselves. Yeah. Instead of hating ourselves. Yeah. Which just makes it worse. Well, and we've seen what that does. It doesn't do any better. So. No. Sometimes, you know, they, they always say don't make, don't make light heart of a serious situation. But sometimes you got to. Yeah. And for us, this is how we do it. And, and look at us. We're doing a-okay. That's right, sister. Sister. We got it. Sisters. Sisters. Period. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Don't, don't be us yourself. yourself. Bye. Bye.